I play Wordle every day. If you aren't familiar with it, it's an online game where each day you have the chance to guess the five-letter word of the day, and you get six chances to get it right. You can only play once a day, and many people who play it keep track of their scores. Some people post these scores online or share them by text with others. That's me. I play every day, and then I share my results with my mom and my sister by text. They do the same. It's a way for each of us to touch base every day, to say hi each morning, often before 6 a.m. I love my mom and my sister very much. We are supportive of one another, and there is no trash talk or commentary on each other's daily attempts in our text thread. And yet, and yet, more days than not, it takes me more tries to get the word than it takes my mom or my sister. And to be clear, I am always proud of myself that I got the word, and I'm happy with how it went, until I see how many tries it took them. When I compare myself to them, I am often filled with envy. Envy, that human emotion that encapsulates not just wanting what others have, but wanting them not to have it. So I find myself many mornings envious, wanting my mom or my sister to have needed six attempts to get the word, or at least five. And on the rare occasions when I am the one who got it in fewer attempts than them, I experience a twisted form of joy at having done it better than them. There is no generosity of spirit in this. There is no love. It is very unattractive. But, believe it or not, this is progress for me. My whole life, I have seen this type of envy rise up in me when others excelled at things that I wasn't as good at. And for a long time, I then proceeded to not do the activity. Fine then. I didn't like that thing anyway. When asked, I would tell people I didn't really enjoy it and I had stopped because of that rather than the real reason. Or I would just disappear from it. Continuing to share my Wordle scores by text every day, I am facing these emotions. Emotions that I am not proud of, and I am able to wrestle with them. Like I have said about some scripture passages, spiritual growth comes from willingness to engage with things we don't immediately agree with or understand. Spiritual immaturity is just walking away and dismissing things. So my spiritual growth comes from looking at myself in all my complexity and engaging with the less flattering parts of my personality and really becoming willing to invite God into this wrestling. I have become willing to see myself more clearly and through that willingness, willing to become changed. The result is that the envy is less harmful these days. I stay in the conversation. 
I can laugh at myself. It is not the block to deeper connection with God and with others that it once was. So what does that have to do with today's gospel, you might be saying to yourself? You may also think that because envy isn't something that you struggle with, that I'm not talking to you. Sorry, you're not off the hook. Every one of us has an emotional response that shows up for us that serves as a block to closeness with God and with others. It might be anger for you. It might be greed. These are often the responses that you want to spin using words that often seem less offensive. Oh, I'm not envious. I just really admire that person. Oh, I'm not angry. I'm just frustrated. Oh, I'm not greedy. I just want to be sure that I always had everything I need. Our parable today brings up these emotions. We are forced to confront our own response to the householder who is willing to pay an equal wage to those who worked all day and to those who worked two hours. The complaint by those hired first isn't that the householder is cheap, that he didn't pay them what was agreed upon by both parties. No. The complaint is that the householder made those who worked a short day equal to them. Envy, greed, anger. Keep in mind that the ones who were hired last are not described as lazy. Our translation says, why are you standing here idle all day? And that's slightly problematic in English because the word idle is often a negative word in our, as we interpret it. The question might be better understood to say, why are you standing in the marketplace without work? There is no indication of a moral failing assigned to these people. Any of that we have read into the text. It doesn't actually say that. It may be that they were weak and for whatever reason, were not best suited to the task. So the workers who have labored all day see this equal treatment, and they experience anger, greed, and envy. None of this would have shown up if they hadn't compared themselves. If they had been taken aside and paid the wage they agreed to without knowing what the others were paid, they would have been happy. But when they compare their situation to those of others, they are filled with emotions that separate them from God and from others. It is not that they feel they deserve more in and of themselves, but that they deserve more than them. Yeah. Not very pretty. Kind of like being envious at your mother because she got Wordle in two tries and it took you six. If we're being honest, I suspect we can all relate to this. But what is the toll that comes from this type of comparison? We decide that we are better than other people. We operate from a place of anger, and that almost always leads to resentment and often rage. We place wall after wall after wall between ourselves and our fellows. 
We rant. And does that change anything with regard to what, who has gotten what? No. All it does is separate ourselves. The householder asks, am I not allowed to do what I choose with what belongs to me? Am I not allowed to provide abundant grace and generosity? What if we all opened ourselves up to the concept that because of our faith in God, and because of our commitment to a God who has provided us and continues to provide us with abundant grace, we too will attempt to embody that way of being. What if instead of reacting, we became willing to acknowledge our feelings, engage with them in healthy ways, see them as the blocks that they can be, and then open ourselves up to being transformed by God? And what does it say about us that we are so comfortable with abuse and oppression? There is so much of it in the world that we don't really react or respond to it. That was certainly true of the people who were first hearing this story. They were so comfortable with abuse and oppression that they don't say anything. But when something generous happens, everyone stands up and takes note, stops, calls attention to it. Are you envious because I am generous, is what the text says. But it can also be translated, is your eye evil because I am good? Are we really going to look with evil upon another because of their generosity? Sadly, the answer is often yes. I invite you to notice the next time you experience one of these strong emotions. When you see envy or anger or greed coming up inside yourself, pause, observe what is going on. How are these emotions attempting to separate you from the love of others and the love of God? My daily example is that I wouldn't have my early morning interaction with my mom and my sister. I would just start my day and maybe call them once a week, and I only get to see them twice a year. Do I really want envy to stop me from every day remembering that I am loved and that I love? No. So I laugh at myself. I observe the envy when it shows up. I say, not today, Satan, and I text a heart emoji. This may sound like a silly example, but I promise you it isn't. This is real stuff. We get the chance every day to stop comparing, to take responsibility for our own emotional responses. People are not doing things to us. We are choosing to respond ourselves. And we can choose to respond with love instead of reacting from a place of emotional immaturity. Isn't it wonderful that at the end of that day, everyone had enough money to buy food to feed their families? <laughs>